Welcome to episode six of the Social Hub podcast. I have a guest speaker on for you today that is going to completely inspire you. Not only are you going to be inspired, you are going to be entertained because this speaker is one of my best friends. So we got pretty relaxed and chilled out doing this episode. We kicked back with a glass of wine. Her cat was on the bed. It was so much fun. But aside from the novelty and the humor and the funness around it, the reason I chose this woman is because she's a powerhouse. She's a mum of three. She has a very successful business. She is an award-winning hair and makeup artist. She was Australian Makeup Artist of the Year in 2016, and she has built her entire business on social media. She has not bought followers. She has not used any silly tactics like follow, unfollow, or any of those things to grow her audience to over 18,000 followers on Instagram, which is not a following to be sniffed at, particularly for an authentic, engaged following. And she doesn't use email marketing. She has no sales funnels. She actually didn't know what a sales funnel was after we finished doing the recording. She said, what does that even mean, Stace? She has built her entire business, successful business, award-winning business, using just Facebook and Instagram and connecting with her audience through a strong, tried and true personal brand that she has built, but also just using the basics that we need, email, DM and some social media profiles. Yes, she has a website, but that's as far as it goes. So I can't wait for you guys to get stuck into this and see the power of keeping your marketing simple being strong and authentic with your brand and particularly your personal brand and how this can impact your business in such a positive way and help you become the passion-filled and profitable business owner that you deserve. You're listening to The Social Hub Podcast a place where we give small brands the skills and know-how to master all their social media, digital, and content marketing. I'm your host, Stacey Cranich, mum, champagne drinker, and self-confessed karaoke queen. Join me in a journey of real conversations and meaningful messages that will help you grow in your business and life so you can have the most epic version of both. If you have a big vision and are ready to shine, then grab a cuppa or a cocktail and listen in. Hi everyone and welcome to today's episode. I have a special sweet treat for you guys today. I'm actually interviewing one of my longest and nearest friends. Um, Her name is Alana Meveson. She's an award-winning makeup artist, was actually Australian Makeup Artist of the Year back in 2016. And not only is she a really good friend, but she is a powerhouse on social media and has been using social media for over 10 years now to grow her brand and has grown a really strong, organic and engaged following on social media, which as you all should know by now is something I'm really passionate about all of you being able to do. So we have got a bit of a, a bit of a treat. It's a bit more relaxed than some of my normal interviews. We're actually sitting on her bed with her cat, 
with a glass of wine. <laughs> We're just going to kind of mull over um, her journey and how she's been able to build her brand online some of the things she's done that have worked really well for her, how she started working with other brands and what that's meant for her, and just have someone who's been doing this for even longer than I've been in the industry share her successes and some of the stuff that she's learned along the way. So without further ado, Lan, can you introduce yourself, your business, and tell everyone a little bit about you? Hi, everyone. So yeah, like they said, my name's Alana Meverson. I'm a hair and makeup artist, Gold Coast-based. But I do travel. I travel a bit um, for my fashion work and some bridal work as well. The majority of my work is fashion. So I'll work usually Monday to Friday doing photo shoots. And then I'll usually do a a wedding on a Saturday or a Sunday. Um, So that's my work. And what else do you want to make? (laughs) (laughs) Also, nothing I do is formal. So it's going to be really relaxed. Yeah, yeah, super relaxed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, (laughs) Mostly what, yeah, what comes out of my mouth comes out of my mouth. It's not going to be. And that's that's all good and it's nice to be relaxed because um, most people listening in are probably driving to work or on their morning walk and, um, you know, we need to show we're real people behind the scenes anyway. So, yeah, true that. So you started using socials back when you started your business, which was after Holly was born. When when I was pregnant with Holly in 2008. Yeah. Yeah, I started. And you started using socials pretty much straight Straight away. away. Yeah, Yeah. because I recognised that face it was Facebook it wasn't it wasn't Instagram that I started I don't even know if Instagram was really a thing a big thing then I think it was mostly Facebook but I recognized it as this free form of marketing that I could use and I already had my profile with all my friends on it um and so I kind of started adding more friends on that personal profile yeah and then I could invite them to my page. Yeah. So, so you I started would, a business page straight away. I started away. a business page straight yeah. away. Yeah, it was called Makeup by Alana back then. And I just started – then I started doing collaborations. That's when I started working with photographers, models, um, just to get my name out there and to ha- just to have some content to put on my page. Yeah. Just to show people what I could do. Otherwise, you know, I don't know what I would start with. I would start with – you don't want to start with stealing other people's work or like what some people do or even just like stock images. I didn't want to start with that. I wanted to use, especially as a hair and makeup artist, my own images and show people what I, what I could do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's practising my craft at the same time. Yeah, which is, you know, where a lot of listeners are at in their business. They've, you know, maybe in the first one to two years of business, definitely in the first three or so before they're ready to outsource. You know, my listeners are people that, are people that are still trying to DIY their marketing. So Mm -hmm. it's, you know, growing that personal brand and collaborating Mm -hmm. and all those things that you need to do to grow your business initially. Yeah, so I would 100% do your own images and your own content because that differentiates you from other people. That makes those images, would that people recognise those as you and as your brand. So that's what I definitely start with your own images. Yeah, for sure. And if any of you listening want to know more about how to put together a collaborative photo shoot, if you go back and listen to episode four, I interviewed Nat from the Collab Hub, and that episode was probably about, I think, about 45 minutes 
of an interview full of how to build strategic collaboration. So if you're looking at collaborating for content, um, go back and have a listen to that episode. And then if you know, you're wanting to create your own images, which we all should be, that will help you with that. But that's a really good tip. Yeah, definitely. Just getting started. Um, and it's hard for people who don't. So my husband, it was hard for him because he has never worked for himself. It was hard for him to understand that what I was doing was something I had to do for my business. He always thought it was working for free. Yeah. You know, I'm, or you know, why are you doing that for free? You need to be paid when you work. Well, this this is what you have to do when you work for yourself. You have to put a lot of time and effort into your brand and to, you know, especially for a startup business, this is what you have to do. So it's hard for other people to understand it, but just keep going because sometimes I'd be like, you're right. No, I need to be paid for this. But no, especially even now, like I'm established and I get a lot of work. But even now I still, if I have a day off, sometimes I'll, you know, get in contact with them and we'll go, come over, we'll have a play and we'll put, get some content and they want it, I want it. And it's what I want to do. If I'm working for someone else, it's generally they tell me what they, what they want and what I have to do. But if I'm collaborating, I do what I want to do and I can take my brand where I want it to go. Yeah. So it's very important. Yeah. And I think that's a really powerful message because this day and age, we're so bombarded with so many brands online and there's so many stories of overnight success and people that have built a business like within a click of their fingers and mm. they've got 5,000 followers and, you know, there's all this emphasis on, you know, this having a, a six-figure big business and 10xing your Instagram followers and all that sort of thing. But to sustainably grow a business that's going to stand the test of time and to have a business that has longevity that has an audience that's engaged and wants to be there to follow you mm-hmm. and has repeat clients mm-hmm. and can support you long-term, you need to engage strategies, practices, and, you know, have that knowledge that it is going to take a little bit of yes, time to set all that up. Time and not to give up and not to, I mean, it's hard not to look at these, these influences with, you know, hundreds of thousands of followers and go, oh, well, I, I'm not going to get to that. But you do need to remember well, I, what I've done is authentic, organic. People are there because they want to be there because they want to see what I'm doing. Not like someone said to me the other day, oh, do you get a lot of people having a go at you in your comments and on your DMs? And I'm like, no, I never. I don't think I've had one, like ever. And I said, maybe it's because I've got 18,000 followers. Those 18,000 obviously want to be there. They're not, they're not just following me because someone's told them to or they think they should or because I've paid for a bot to follow me or someone yeah, to yeah, follow me. Yeah, or, you know, exactly. It's nothing like that. So they're not going to have a go at me because they want to see. And if they don't want to see, they'll unfollow me. You know, they're not yeah. going to have a go at me. I'm not going to have And you don't care about that? That they, they unfollow you? No, because obviously they don't like my thing. And everyone's different. Like in my industry, if we were all the same, then – We'd really there don't there'd only be a couple of people that got work. We we're all so different because it's creative. So you have to stick to what you're good at and what you believe in and what you know, yeah. and keep pushing that because as, as soon as you start to be like someone else because you think they've got more followers than you and they're getting more work. Oh, by the way, they're probably not. It just looks like they are, but they're probably not. One hundred percent. As soon as you start to do that. And that's when you stop being authentic. People don't want to follow you because you're like everyone else. And people see straight through it. So how did you 
like get to know what your brand was or what your brand personality or what your brand stood was back then when there wasn't as much, you know, there weren't people sharing all this stuff on social media. There wasn't as much, Mm. well, there was training and learning around it, but it wasn't at your fingertips like it is today. So how did you get to know what your brand was and craft it? Did it come really easily to you or was it something that happened over time? I think definitely it happened over time because it, it was just practice. It was just working, collaborating, testing. We call it testing. So testing is when you collaborate with a photographer, yeah. model, stylist, whoever else. Um, that's when you know what you like. Yeah. And that's so it's just experience. Yeah. Um, I'm always saying measure and test, measure and yeah. test. If you don't know what you want to offer your clients, you could be a cake maker. If you don't really know exactly what sort of cakes mm. you want to make, go and make 10 different cakes for 10 different people. Yeah. You'll, it'll self-filter and you'll soon realise which ones you don't want to do. Yes, and that works for me um, in my industry because now I know what I like to do and what I'm good at. Yeah. Sometimes oh, – I'll just finish that sentence first. <laughs> <laughs> we, we do like to kind of – skip into different topics when we talk naturally, like just as friends. Because so. something else comes into my head and I have to go off, no, no, finish that sentence, yeah. Alana. Yeah, I'm finished. And then because we've been mothers for over a decade, we forget what we were saying because our brain cells have been fried yeah, by so our now children. I know, I've forgotten. What were I saying? Um, <laughs> what were you saying? I don't know. See, it's actually happened. There we go. Mm, it was very important what I was going to say. Yes, I remember. Um, so because I know what I like to do and know what I'm good at, that's what I put out there now. That's why people book me and they book me for that. So I don't, I've had people say, oh, well, you know, do people come to you and want you to do like Kim Kardashian style makeup or they want like a cut crease with glitter? And I'm like, they're like, what do you say to those people? I'm like, well, I don't usually get that because people that book me know that I don't do that kind of work. They know the work I do and they want me for that which makes it so much easier for me and so much easier for my client, whether it be a fashion client, a bride, special occasion, something like that, because they already trust me. They already know they're going to get what they want because they like my work. And it's easy for me because I just do my thing rather than trying to change myself into someone that I'm not, an artist I'm not. Okay, awesome. that's really awesome. So what I'd love for you to share with everybody is you've always had And this is what I've admired about you as a business person. Like obviously we're friends, but as a business person, particularly with your marketing, you've always focused on having a organic following and building an audience that want to be there. It can be so easy these days to follow the shiny object syndrome and, you know, the, I mean, the whole follow unfollow things I feel is definitely over. I think people know how that is not good for your brand but there are so many things that you can do online that are not good for your brand you know with working with the wrong people collaborating with the wrong people getting into engagement pods um, buying followers you know so many things I could talk about so I want you to share why for you it was so important to do that and what were some of the things that you did um, to help you do that. And what, and then I guess what did it translate into in terms okay. of business? So probably my main reason for not buying followers, likes, comments, doing anything like that is because I'm not a wanker. <laughs> <laughs> well, I 
it's it's so true. It's, it's vanity. True. It's vanity metrics. Yes, you're following. You you only want it to make yourself feel better about yes. yourself. And I've seen this happen. People in my industry have bought followers or comments or likes, which you know ends up being followers. They get work out of it, but they can't deliver. So they can essentially talk the talk but can't walk the walk. So they get booked and then they stop getting booked. So they end up with these followers. So I'm sure they're getting free stuff sent to them. They may be getting paid for posts. But is that what I want? Do I just want to be paid to post stuff? Like that's not – I'm creative. I need to – Yeah. I'm a makeup artist. I want to work as a makeup artist. It's and, and how long will that continue for them? It's not what I am. It's not who I am. It's not what I want to be. It's not what I want my business to be. So that's – why I never went down that road. Don't think I never thought about it. Sometimes I still think, oh, God, I should just buy some followers or something. <laughs> when I get quiet, when work gets quiet, oh, why yes. I just buy I'm not going to do it. I, I do think about it and I go, God, oh, that's what everyone else has done. Because I'm probably, when you get quiet, we all do, um, when you work for yourself, sometimes like it can be raging busy for 12 months and then all of a sudden you don't get booked. You might have one week of being quiet and then all of a sudden you're like, why doesn't anyone want me? Yeah. Everyone else is getting booked. I'm not. What's wrong with me? What have I done? It's, Everyone hates me. I'm like, shit. I'm so bad at this. I'm never doing this again. I need a new job. Start looking on seek for full time work in a bank or something. Like, I don't know why I do this to myself. This is what I do. And I think most most creatives do. The mean this. girl comes out. The mean girl. The mean girl. Your inner mean girl oh, comes my inner out. Mean girl. Yeah, like, like I hate myself. I'm dumb. I'm yeah, stupid. Like, I can't do this. Yeah, it's like you, I do it too. Like. I'll have, you know, weeks and months where I'm, like, super busy and I've got clients booking me, like, all the time. And then I'll have a couple of weeks, usually school holidays because most of my audience are mums, and I don't hear from anyone and I'm like, no one likes me anymore. Yeah. I'm crap. Who's getting the work then? Someone's getting it. Yeah. And that's when it's hard. And that's when social media is shit because then you start going, well, that's that's who's working there. That's who got the job. I didn't get it. They're doing it. I'm not me. Why? What did I do? What did I do wrong? Well, no, that's, and that's when we have to go, no, you know what, if that's the way you're going to feel, and this is what I do, I go, well, I need to stop stop looking at that or stop following that person. Yeah. It's not good for me and my business and my self-esteem. Or you just look at someone that's got heaps of followers and you go, why aren't I as good as them? And you shouldn't be comparing no. yourself because you're totally different. Your brand is different. You're going to attract different people. Yeah. And, I'm, and in the end, I'm getting paid to go and do what I want to do and followers won't I get that they pay the bills for some people that's not where I want to be I don't want to be at home getting sent stuff to post about and make a thousand bucks that's not what I want to do I mean that would be good as well yeah yeah (laughs) but I don't want to just do that but your primary business is you're a hair and makeup artist yeah that's what you want to get booked for yeah but if I buy followers and it doesn't happen organically and authentically then that's where I'll be at like that, yeah. well, that's where I would have been at from the beginning and it wouldn't have been sustainable. It wouldn't have been a sustainable business for me because that's not what I want to do. I'm sure some young girls without families, I just want to be an influencer. I get yeah. that. And, okay, go and do that if you want, love, but it's not what I want to do and I just don't, I've, I don't know, I've got more to offer than that. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I use it as a tool, um, not as my business it's a business tool not my business yeah and that's exactly where people get really sidetracked these days because we're all over socials particularly if you use it for your business because 
like I use it personally, but I also use it for my business. So I, you do get sidetracked. You start following people. You start to think that the highlight reel is real mm. and you forget that, yeah. you know, maybe that person's had toast for dinner every night this week. Yeah. <laughs> it's not just as good as what it looks like on yeah, their Instagram totally. feed. And I think sometimes if they're, they're sharing too much of the good stuff, then you start going, mm, they're the ones that I go, I don't think it's really that good for you. Yeah. So how is that translated into, into business for you? So you're a hair and makeup artist, mm. you've, you know, built this awesome organic following that's engaging for you. You've done it over time. It yeah. didn't happen overnight. You've obviously engaged other great tools like collaborating really well and, mm. you know, working out what it is that you wanted to offer and what niche you wanted to be in inside the hair and makeup industry. But how did this emphasis on authenticity and organic following and engagement, how did that then end up translating into business because it's not like you set this up with big massive funnels or click funnels or no, anything no, it's I've just like you know send me an email send me a dm and that's another thing people get distracted by all this fancy stuff mm. that you can have and you don't you don't always need it no but i think and i think if you're you have a good product so in my case the product is me and i'm pretty good <laughs> <laughs> um then i think um, it's okay. Oh God, I've lost track because that was so funny. <laughs> um, I think, That's another thing. Well, we also think we're hilarious. <laughs> um, what was the question again? Oh, how did it? How did it? How did it translate, translate into business? Into because yeah. you didn't okay set up all these big yes. massive funnels that everyone thinks you need, but yeah. I don't always think you do. So I think there is no way I'd have a business. There's no way in this time without Instagram. There is absolutely no way because brands look at Instagram for their hair and makeup artists. They look at Instagram for their models. They look at they look at Instagram for everything. So there is no way I would have a business. If I didn't have Instagram, if I didn't start it when I started it, I wouldn't have the business I have now without it. And I think just I, – like I used hashtags a lot in the early days. I used to put them on all the time. I don't – I wouldn't know if they helped or if they didn't. It's not – I'm not the kind of person who would – look at things go oh what worked what didn't I don't look at insights I don't yeah do that stuff so I'm not sure sorry I was too far away from the microphone I'm not sure <laughs> I'm like mess- messaging her with my hands move closer <laughs> we're getting really relaxed on the bed and she's like kind of starting to lie back <laughs> sorry um yeah I don't know what worked what didn't but I know that I kind of I go through stages of throwing it all at it so like, oh let's put some hashtags in here I better put some hashtags. <laughs> so I'll I'll do that. Um, and posting a lot. I went. I go through stages of posting a lot, and I should. And I, I think because because it's authentic. I don't like to usually put a photo of work I did a week ago or six months ago on now. Sometimes I do, but I don't generally like to do it because I like Instagram to be. And this is because I always think of what I want to see. I want to see stuff that's happening now. What did you do today? Yeah, you know, and I like that for the story. Um, I like I, some people go, "Oh, you just do your story when you get home from from your job." I'm like, "No, but I like to see when I look at stories. I want to see. Oh, they just did that. They're doing that now. That's now. Yeah, like that's cool for me. And that's why stories are interesting because it's supposed to be fresh and current. And then later you can put your photo on your page. You know, that's yeah. how I like it, and I think that's how it should be. I think if you're doing stories later on, 
then it's kind of lost that the it's idea behind it. It's lost the idea. Yeah. yeah. Whereas it's a you know stories are a great way to connect with people right now as it's happening and also show that kind of behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. And it can be a little bit more raw and unedited. Yeah, too, I like it. That's what I like. like. Yeah. 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 Definitely. So I like to see that. I don't know how. I do know that I need to offer more of myself because as soon as I start offering more of myself, people like to know about you, I've noticed. As soon as I put a photo up of myself or anything about me, I'll really start talking about it's like something from the heart, what I believe in. That's when I find I get the most engagement. Yes. People start, oh, like liking it more and commenting more and I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. And I get messages about well, it. And I'm yeah. Like, people like to see me. My work's about everyone else so I think every, I always thought everyone didn't want to see me they wanted to see my work but it's become more about they want to know about you and your family and where you live and what you, like I don't want to show that much but they want it they want insight to you yeah you what you stand for what's yeah. your journey where have yeah. you been what are what your think, thoughts on this or that and, and I think that's major and I think that's what people want to see and that's why I think the people who have done that and they've been authentic and stayed true to themselves, they're the people that are interesting and people want to watch yeah, and follow. Because sure. you've got 18,000 followers on Instagram. Yeah. And how many? 18.1. Are... 18.1. Don't forget that point one. <laughs> <laughs> and how many on Facebook, do you think? I don't know. Not that. Not as many. No, there's so always I just, more on Instagram. Yeah, and I just connect. I think especially for my type of work. Yeah, 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 for I, sure. I just connect my Instagram to my Twitter and my Facebook and yeah. I put on Insta and it goes to all of them. And, um, you know, obviously for people out there listening, they're probably going, what, you don't put hashtags on your posts and, um, oh, my God, how I can you do that and to. still get engagement? And I think I think it's a clear indication that um, there's two things I'll say to that. Number one, by the time you get to eighteen to 20,000 followers, you, you don't need to stress too much about mm. an, a hashtag strategy. Yeah. But in the early days, it is a big way yes. to get seen on I Instagram every hundred percent but it's also another indication that like something like a hashtag is a is a tool or a tactic it's not a strategy as such and a hashtag doesn't help you connect with people no it might put your photo in front of more people if they're mm. following that tag but it doesn't Hashtag doesn't do anything for your personal brand. No. It doesn't do anything for what you stand for as a business and it doesn't help you build an authentic following. It's no, a I tool. Think, yeah, <laughs> I think in the early days I, I used it because I wanted, you know, the everyday person. I didn't have an agent. I didn't have a bridal agent. I didn't have a commercial agent. I needed the, like, everyday person who's a bride or who wants to go to a formal or who wants to go out and they yeah. want their hair and makeup done. I wanted them to find me, and I think that worked. Yeah. Um, so it's just like, you know, Googling, same thing. Yeah. You know, that's why I used it. And These be- days it's different because my clients are different. And because you didn't have a funnel, so people would just email you or DM you. Is that still how you run your business now? Yes. Yeah, email, yeah. DM. Mostly DMs. I usually get And mostly... you don't do email marketing either. No, I've never done any, any no. of that. No. No. And I think because I never mm-hmm. – I was always very clear. This is one thing I was always very clear with. People used to say to me, Oh, you're giving away so much work because you can't you can't fit it in. There's only one of you. Why don't you take on other makeup artists and then send them out and they can do I don't wanna be that. That's not what I wanted. I want I'm the makeup and hair artist. I am who you book. If you're coming to me, you wanna book me. Yeah. You don't wanna book someone else that I can send out and I can make some money on. That's not the kind of business I would want it to run. Yeah. And you know what? That probably would have been more profitable for me. I would have made more I probably could have made it really big. 
It's not what I wanted to do. So I always said, no, it's not me. It's not what I want to do. I don't want to be doing emailing and paperwork when I have other people out doing hair and makeup. Well, you probably, actually, but you love what you do. So it was yeah, about and, you wanted to go out and do it and yourself. And it's personal. Yeah. Like my hand, my way, my creativity can't be done by someone else. That's, yeah. It's like sending out like Picasso in place of Monet. <laughs> <laughs> Because our creativity is so good that we're like Picasso and Monet. Yeah, well, they probably didn't make much money either. Oh, they were were poor. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, (laughs) Cheers to that. Yeah, cheers to that. Um, You know, I I make good money. I've I've made a good business out of it. It's not – I'm not rolling in it. Yeah. But I love that though because – and I've posted about this on my personal page. I haven't said anything like this on my business page before, but – there is this whole thing in business these days where it's like everyone, lots of coaches do it as well, where it's like, you know, the whole 10x this and the six-figure income that and, you know, it's almost like you get made to feel like you have to chase that. And I kind of think, well, you know, what sort of business do you want to have? Is it a business that means that you can be there for your kids every afternoon, that you don't have to travel for or do any of these things? Well, then if that's what you want, then that's what you should yeah. strive yeah, for. Yeah, definitely. You know, if you ask someone, if you were a makeup artist that wanted to or any business that wanted to have staff and do that sort of thing, that's great. Go and do that. But if that's not the business, obviously you weren't that sort of person. No. The other thing I like about that is, and I'm really big on it as well, is the whole human to human marketing. And if you are selling yourself, you should be part of the touch point. Yeah, definitely. So that's why, like, yes, sales funnels are great and, I, you know, I use them and I, I have my own, you know, simple sales funnels in my business. I help people implement them. But if you're selling yourself, so coaches are a perfect example, anyone where you're delivering the service, definitely more so than a product-based business, you need to be part of that touch point at some point. Whether you're emailing them or DMing them or even if you just show up on a, a live or an IGTV or something, there's got to be a part of you Mm. that connects directly with that person Yeah, because you can over automate and then it takes you out of the equation. And like you said, people book you. Yeah. You're the product. Yeah. So you have have to be a part of it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I'm really big on that. And it's funny because in this day and age, I think, you know, you and I, we're 40 and over and we grew up where, you had to connect personally with people. Mm. There was no such thing as Facebook Messenger to do it back then. And nowadays our kids are definitely growing up in this society where you don't pick up the phone. Everything's Mm. done by a message and that human-to-human element comes out of it. Mm. But you can definitely tell who who someone is by the message and what they say in it and how they... Absolutely. Hi, honey, and I've never met you. (laughs) You won't get a reply. (laughs) I'm and not you're 12 your... and you're calling me honey. Not happening. I'm not your honey. <laughs> no. Well, babe. Hey, babe. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Yeah. <laughs> We're probably showing our age here. Yeah, but that's not how you – no, you just don't. Yeah. Don't do it. Well, it, you know, I've spoken on other um, interviews with people about this where it's like people will pitch to you with a message that goes, hey, want to collaborate yeah, with no. a smiley face? So it's like, hey, babe, um, would love to work with you. Emoji. Yeah. I'm like, who are you? Yeah. What can you offer me? Yeah. What do you have in mind? Yeah. Or do sure. I have to come up with all the ideas and you just turn, turn up? Is that how it works? <laughs> That's how that sounds. <laughs> They're Definitely. the ones I don't reply to. <laughs> okay. So I'd love you to share in general business lowlights and highlights. Highlight would be winning Australian Makeup Artist of the Year, the ABIAs, which is not the Bridal Industry Awards, it's the Beauty Industry Awards. 
in 2016. That was a massive highlight. That was something I was ready for and I thought about for a couple of years prior to that. Um, so I went in wanting to win. Yeah. Um, that was a highlight. The lowlights, they come and go, like I said before, when it's quiet and you start really doubting your business. Hey, yeah. it goes up and down. Yeah. You, I don't think you ever get to a point where it's just all highlights. No. Like there is times in business well, where it's crap sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, a client might not and you don't pay get paid. you. You or, don't get paid. That's a massive thing. You know, I've always gotten paid. Doesn't like something that you've done, and you're yeah. like, okay, you know, yeah. and so, it's like then you sit back and you go, why did I book them? Were they ever really my ideal client? Yes. And you have to look back and review on yourself and what the choices you made as well. Yeah, that's happened as well. Um, but recently, it was a big job, and I, they sent me photos of what they wanted, which was not my work, but I knew that I'd used a lot of makeup in those photos. And that's what they said they wanted. And this this model that I, I did at the time that I had to do it, hair and makeup, her skin wasn't good. She'd broken out. She'd tanned to her neck. Her face was white. I had to match her tan to her, her face. But we were, we were somewhere where it was really hot and she was sweating a lot. And if I'd gone with my gut instincts of what I knew I should have done, it would have been fine. But because then I was looking at the photos of what they wanted, I knew I'd used a lot of makeup then. I just wish I could go back and do the whole shoot yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was such a big one. And I, for I think a we've week, all done that. For a week I thought about that and I was so down on myself about that. Yeah. But I just go, well, that's You've life. got to learn from You've it. got to learn from it. Yeah. Next time, go with my gut. Do what yeah. – and maybe prepare mentally prepare myself more for it. Know exactly what I'm going to do before I get there, before I'm influenced maybe – yeah. By other things. I think that's life though. You know, you can go into anything and go and get down and just go, oh, I should never have done that and then beat yourself up. Or you can sit there and go, well, I'll learn from everything that I do. And then you can dissect it and go, okay, some of the things that went wrong might have been out of your control, but there would have been parts mm. of that that are in your control as yeah. well. And then learning from that and growing from it. And then it kind of turns those low lights into learning experiences, which is. I know, but a at good the time. Thing. Sounds naff, but and, yeah. But it's true. But. At the time. And At the time, it just feels shit. Because it wasn't even that long ago. <laughs> so I still feel pretty shit about it. Yeah. I just, you, you doubt yourself and you're yeah. like, that's it. I'm shit at this. I'm not good enough. Yeah. And I just Absolutely. need to do a different job. And you have to just pull yourself out of it. Yeah. And then I have a wine and then. Yeah, then we get over it. And then, yeah. <laughs> and then I'm still coming back. <laughs> Might need another couple of wines. Yeah. But I'll be right. Um, cool. So before we finish up, I really wanted you to share as well, because I know that over the years you've become a little bit of a brand ambassador for other brands. Mm -hmm. And I know that as your following increases and, you know, for, you're not an influencer, you're a, a hair and makeup artist, mm -hmm. but you have been approached by other brands to say, Hey, would you like to promote my products? And we've kind of touched on that. I, I feel like as people's followings grow depending on the industry you're in if this sort of stuff happens to you it's easy to get shiny on object syndrome again where you kind of go oh other people want me to promote their stuff and mm. they're looking seeking me mm. out and you kind of go yeah and people think yep that's a great idea I'm going to do it but you're not really aligning yourself with brands that are, are good mm. mixes or matches for your brand and so can you share how you were able to choose those people was there a thought process you went through maybe share some of the things that you were asked to promote that you might have said no to? Yep, okay. So I'd like to first start with I think sometimes people who are influencers 
without you knowing you're an influencer. So you're influencing whatever you're tagging or talking about, you're influencing someone. It could be one person. Oh, absolutely. So well, we're think, all influencers yeah. in a way. Like I promote certain digital platforms that I use. I don't get paid for it, but I'm influencing yeah, people definitely. to make a decision to maybe sign up for a monthly um, subscription yeah, to a, so, an online product. So then I think it's important to stay authentic because even without you knowing, people are going to try yeah. what you're tagging. People are going to give it a go or they're going to spend their money. They're going to spend their money to go and buy something. Yes. I think it's important if that you're not um, tagging or what's the word? Aligning yourself. Yes, aligning yeah. yourself with brands that are crap yeah. <laughs> or or you wouldn't necessarily use and you're just doing it for the money because I think that's the worst thing you could possibly do is to – Or for the free product. Or for the free yeah. product. So, yeah. Um, I so someone chose... sends you a free product and it's like, yeah, I've got a great free product, this free product – but I really don't like it and now I've got to do some posts about yeah. it because I told this person I would. Yeah. So that's happened to me. Firstly, I chose, I always, I think one of the, the first brands that I was, I was an ambassador for were Urban Tribe Hair. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. They're amazing. They're still amazing. Still support me. Um, <clears throat> I liked their brand because it's made in Italy. It's all paraben sulfate free stuff that, they're not allowed to put in their products in Italy, but we're allowed to do here, which is crazy. It's still totally legal here to put that stuff, the, all the bad stuff in hair products, but it's yeah. not in Italy. Um, and it uh, was fashion-based, so that was made for the fashion industry, and that's what I wanted to do and that's what I was doing. So that suited my brand. Um, the packaging was beautiful, black and white. I, everything just suited me. And then the other one was Naked Tan. Um, yeah, um, yeah, I remember yeah, that. And yeah, so they all natural as well I liked I liked their whole vibe yeah so that was the second one since then there's been heaps you know people send me things I'm always very careful some people are happy just to just send them with no stipulations on posts yes. that's that's cool if I'm like yeah send if you want me to try them I'll try them but if you're not going to give me a stipulation I'm not going to post about it if I don't like it yeah if you want my honest if you're going to ask me if I liked them I'll tell you yeah what I thought then there's the ones who say, we want to send you this, but you need to give us two story posts, two um, Yeah, well, they're looking posts. for a, a real influencer yeah, there. and that's fine. Um, but I'm not going to take it if I don't think I can use it. Yeah. I'm not going to go, sure, and then I'll take a photo and put it. It just doesn't make sense to me. If I think I'm going to use it on a model, I'm going, oh, yeah, I'll go, no worries, send it, I'll use it. But if I'm not, if I'm not going to use it on a model or a client – I'm not going to just put it down on a table and take a photo of it and put it on my page. Yeah. That's, everyone's going to go, why'd she do that? She's obviously paid to do that or they've given it to her. Yeah, and then it tarnishes your brand. It. Yeah. yeah. So I won't do that. But, yeah, I've been sent, you know, or wanting, people wanting to send me sunglasses, earrings, vases, bowls. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not a homewares <laughs> yes. shop. Like, or I'm, I'm a hair and makeup artist. That doesn't. Yeah. Suit me, so I'm I, just like, no thanks. And I've had people the same. They're like, oh, can I send you one of my shirts and you can promote it in one of your posts? And it's like, I'm not a clothing store. Yeah. Oh, I've had. I don't, I don't I, you know, I don't mind, like, if I've bought something from a client and I'm wearing it or I've had a photo shoot and I'll always tag other people yeah. in it, but I don't want to feel like I have Obligated. to. Unless you love it. Unless oh, you're yeah, like, yes, yeah, I love that. Absolutely. Send it to me. I but you've got to be had... strong enough to say, oh, 
that's not really, not really kind of me. what I do. I'm not going to post about it. Yeah. yeah. I had someone, it was a active wear brand, um, want to send me tights and I said, um, do you realise that I'm not those models in my photos? <laughs> this is what I had to say to them. I'm a hair and makeup artist. I'm, I can't put them on because sometimes I think people want me to put them on the models. Uh, yep, yep. Um, unless you're going to pay the model, we're not doing that. Like she's a model, she gets paid yeah. for doing that. Yeah. So like I've had people say, um, there's this really big model that I do who's got a massive following, like millions, oh, can you put these lashes on her? And so I text her, I'm like, these people want, she's like, oh, they've been at me for ages. So uh, then they try to go through me. they've seen her on your feed. Yeah. And yeah. I, I'm like, no, sorry, she has her own lashes. I'm yeah. not doing it. Um, but they, they want to be sent. That's sneaky other, squirrel. Yeah, sneaky. And I'm not going to, That's I'm not going to go for that. Like the model and the client, they're, they're my clients. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I'm not going to. 100%. Yeah. Anyway, well, going back to these tights, <laughs> I said, I'm not the model. They will be on me. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll have a large thanks. <laughs> and they went, I think then they were like, oh, well, we can't say no now. Yeah. Because that would be really Did you dumb. like the tights? They're awesome. <laughs> so I was going to go, no. Like, well, I, I gave them the opportunity and they said, yeah, well, we'd be happy to send them to you. So I went, all right. They're literally, they're like literally my favourite tights. <laughs> Well, you can obviously form some really good relationships by partnering with people. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah. But that that's not something I would usually take. No. But they were happy to send them mm. in a large and I put a story up and in, me in the tights. Yeah. <laughs> My husband was like, what is this? And I was like, the tights are actually awesome. They're so yeah. comfy. There you so go. So it was a score. But generally, no, I stay on brand. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's so cool. All right, cool. So to finish up, is there anything else you want to share with everybody, anything we didn't cover that um, you feel is really important to get out there? Don't be a wanker. <laughs> I think that that's what we can all take away from that today. That's it. That's all you I need. love that. That's the saying of the episode. Yes. Don't be a wanker. <laughs> pretty easy. Yeah, pretty easy. Cool. So obviously um, you aren't a digital marketer you are a hair and makeup artist so if anyone wants to view your work where can they find you alana medicine a-l-a-n-a-m-e-v-i-s-s-e-n on instagram on instagram and facebook um and it's really simple www.alanamedicine.com yeah see keep it simple and if you're looking to Look at Alana's work. You can do that on her socials. And like I said before, she doesn't have massive crazy funnels. So a simple email or a DM is enough for her if you want yeah, to get in contact. Yeah, get in contact and tell me if you think I was wanky. Because <laughs> if so, I have to change my tactics. And if you're inspired by the episode, get in contact with her and tell her because um, we love to hear this. We love to hear if we've, we've been able to help make yes, a difference for you. Yes, I hope so. Yeah. I hope there's some hair and makeup artists listening. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there will be. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Awesome. Okay, guys, thanks so much for listening in. And as always, head over and grab the show notes if you want to go back through or get in contact with Alana and stay classy. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Social Hub podcast. You can find the show notes for today's episode over at all the W's, thesocialhubau.com forward slash podcast. 
And if you want to join me in my community and continue the conversation, jump over to Facebook and join the Social Media 101 Facebook group. Until then, stay classy. Bye.